A Bloomington Roma woman scales up her environmental work after being appointed to a new state board. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day. I'm Ryan Denham. And I'm Naomi. Today is Friday, May 12th, and this is WGLT's The Leadoff. Support for WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington with four airlines for business and leisure travel. Flying Sierra offers a nearby location for departures and arrivals that includes free parking. More information at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with the end of the national COVID emergency and what happens now for people who need COVID vaccines and tests. Here's WGLT's Eric Stock. McLean County Health Department Administrator Jessica McKnight says access to COVID vaccines and tests likely won't change much in the short term. Vaccines, testing, treatment, all of that should still be available, just integrated into our normal healthcare system as we see it for other illnesses. COVID vaccines come from the federal government. Private insurers will no longer be required to cover the cost of at-home COVID tests. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois and Health Alliance will no longer cover those tests. Medicaid will continue to pay for at-home tests until September of 2024. The Centers for Disease Control plans to cover the costs of tests at select pharmacies. And starting today, the CDC will no longer have access to some COVID surveillance data. That could slow detection of an outbreak. Jessica McKnight with the McLean County Health Department says state and local health officials will still be able to track COVID spread through new cases and wastewater surveillance. The data may look a little different that COVID that uh, CDC has access to, but we will still have access to what's happening in the community. More than 400 McLean County residents have died of COVID since the start of the pandemic. The statewide death toll is nearly 37,000. For the leadoff, I'm Eric Stock. Here's some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. Closing arguments are expected today in the murder trial of Michael Bacana, who's accused of shooting two women outside a downtown Bloomington bar in 2021. Bacana is still a fugitive and being tried in absentia. Protests are expected as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis comes to Peoria tonight to speak to the Taswell and Peoria County Republican Lincoln Day dinner. DeSantis is expected to run for president in 2024. Bloomington police are investigating a shooting that injured a girl who was found just after midnight yesterday near Empire Street and Prospect Road. She's expected to survive her injuries. And Connect Transit says it's able to reinstate weekend service starting June 4th after having some success hiring, training, and retaining bus drivers in recent months. You can find more on all these stories at WGLT.org. The clean energy revolution threatens to expose a new strain of inequality between those who can afford zero-emission electric vehicles and solar and wind energy and those who can't. The state's Climate and Equitable Jobs Act, passed in 2021, hoped to bridge that gap. One part of that expansive law is the new Clean Energy Jobs and Justice Fund. That's a nonprofit green bank providing loans and other assistance for renewable energy projects being done by minority-owned businesses or in low-income and disadvantaged communities. The governor is now appointing members of that board overseeing the Clean Energy Fund, including Maymuna Lee from Bloomington Normal. She moved here from California about 15 years ago. She works at Country Financial and volunteers with the Ecology Action Center in Normal. Lee says she's excited to scale up her environmental justice work. It's a basic human principle from my perspective. We all deserve clean water. We also know that low-income and minority populations tend to be disproportionately affected. 
putting more focus on making sure that those populations are also being taken care of is, in my opinion, a human right. But what are you expecting to actually be doing as a board member? Each board member will represent different parts of the community of the state of Illinois. So when you think of the neighborhood, air quotes, as being the whole state, then I'm representing the neighborhood of central Illinois. And from the perspective of looking at those applications and making sure that we are surfacing people who are from central Illinois, that we are looking at where things in central Illinois should you know, be brought to bear to benefit people that live here, people who might be living near train tracks, people who might be living near truck stations, you know, where there might be a lot of even auto pollution going on. That would be my role. So I would be looking to make sure that those people get an opportunity, that as we're looking at those applications, that we're trying to balance it out. Tell me about your volunteer work with the Ecology Action Center. What kinds of things have you done with them? Oh, fun things. So we held different workshops for residents of public housing and low-income housing, people who are getting Section 8 vouchers, and doing all sorts of things with the children and showing them, you know, things like the little the bicycle that you can use to power the, the lights and, you know, fun things like putting just even uh, covers over the sockets to keep the draft down. And it felt nice because you're not only putting money back into their pockets, which they need for food, you're also saving the environment. So it's like a twofer. You've gone through all these hoops to be appointed to this particular board. Why, why is this issue, an environmental justice issue, so important to you? This is uh, an extension of the work I've done on the West Coast. I've always believed that we should be the best stewards of our given earth, the place where we live. There is no place else to go. So it is all of our duties to make sure that it's nice and clean, as clean as we can keep it, so that something will be left for our our children. It's simple. Your grandchildren will still need clean water. It's just as simple as that. Was there a particular moment or experience that you had that was uh, sort of awakening for you on the importance of of the environment and, and our role in it? Probably the brownfields of West Oakland. So I did a lot of work there a long time ago as an AmeriCorps VISTA volunteer. And I saw things in those brownfields that should never happen. And they, those types of things tend to happen. Superfund sites tend to happen in low-income communities. And it's just, it's a human rights issue. It's an injustice, which is why I liked the justice board, because in America, I feel like that's something that is a good ideal, that we should strive for justice. That's Maimuna Lee from Bloomington Normal, who the governor just appointed to the state's new Clean Energy Jobs and Justice Fund. Before we let you go, ISU's Board of Trustees meets at 9 o'clock this morning. On the agenda is approval of tuition, fees, room, and board for the next school year. And that's it for today. I'm your co-host, Naomi, from Parkside Elementary School in Normal. You can subscribe to the Lead Off podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the NPR app.